I need to let somebody know today, it's okay to get loud in church. Like, this ain't a place, this doesn't have to be like a mortuary, all right? Like, y'all, it's all right, y'all can get loud. Y'all feel like talking, then talk. Y'all want to clap, clap. You want to stand up, stand up. Like, I don't, like, make some noise, all right? So, so if it's something you would get excited about, it's okay to show emotion at church, I promise you. Like, that's, like, God likes that. Like, you don't have kumbaya, my Lord. Like, y'all don't have to do all that. But we got this, we got this back to our normal scheduled presentation, right? Like, so we have our youth meeting tonight. Uh, it's going to be from 6 to 8, and it's at the Rochelle's house. We have, make sure y'all got the cameras on me, all right? We, not on the screens, right? We have the address on the screens. We're recording this. We don't want people, like, people show, randomly showing up to, to Justin and Brittany's house. But, but, man, they've decided to open up their house. So, so who is this for? If you're a youth in the room, if you're an overflow, Gabe and Seth, I know you're an overflow. I just saw you over there. I walked over there, gave you a high five, gave you a hug. So I, I know you're there. So we're gonna, I know we're seeing you two tonight at 6 o'clock, but, but it's for anybody that's in middle school, anybody that's in high school, any adult that wants to serve, um, e- anybody that wants to open up their house for us to be able to meet there, literally anyone that wants to get involved in youth, all right? Listen, youth isn't the church of the future. Youth is the church of today, all right? So if we don't start pouring into our youth now, then we've already missed it for the future, right? So, so here's the deal. We have that meeting tonight from 6 to 8. Mason and his team are going to kick it off, and we can't wait to see you there again. Address is on the screen. You guys can write that down, or you can see Mason at the end of service. So those, those are my housekeeping items, all right? Housekeeping items. Now, now here we go. We've been in our fight series, and, and so we're in round two. We're in round two. Last week, round one was don't pick the wrong fight. Y'all, y'all remember that message for some of y'all that were here? Don't pick the wrong fight. When we pick the wrong fight, we think we know better than God. And we know what happens, right? Like We think we know better than God, so inevitably we get ahead of God. And that's what the Israelites did when we followed their story. They got ahead of God, and when they got ahead of God, they were exposed and they were beaten down. Scripture says they were exposed and beaten all the way to Horma. I've been teaching on the names of things recently and, and, and the meanings of them. And, and remember that Horma means place of destruction. So when the Israelites picked the wrong fight, they thought they knew better than God. They got ahead of God. Then they were exposed and beaten down all the way to Horma or their destruction. They were beaten all the way down to their destruction. I, I told y'all last week about picking the wrong fight. And, and I confessed some sins in the room when I picked the wrong fight with my lovely wife. Y'all remember the Hulu story? Yeah, for those who don't, let me go ahead and repent one more time. So the Hulu story, we, we, had, uh, we had some charges on our account. And my wife saw them. She said, babe, you signed up for a Hulu account? And I said, nope, never signed up for a Hulu account. And she said, well, we've gotten Hulu charges on our account, and so maybe somebody stole your car because somebody stole her business card. So we were, like, checking all of our stuff. And, and so Jenna calls, my loving wife, calls Hulu, gets a little customer service on the phone, and, and they say, well, well Miss Witt, um, it looks like we have a Zachary Witt and gave the card number, and it uh, looks like he signed up under my uh, Gmail account. And uh, so evidently I signed up for, for a Hulu account. And, and here's the problem. I signed up for a Hulu account a year ago. It was 12 months worth of charges on our, on our account. We could only get refunded for three months. And I'm like, man, that's, that's tough. And so my wife like, sends me this text message, which literally said it was under your card, your Gmail account. You did it. Basically, the whole text said, I told you so. Right? It said, it said I told where my husband's in the room. I, told, I mean, husbands, boyfriends, you got significant others, and it's like, yeah, your significant other always tell you, I told you so. 
I told, and for some reason, it's always the females telling the males, <laughs> I told you so. Malcolm, you ever feel that way? It's like, I told, I told you so. I told you so. Hey, y'all give it up for Malcolm real quick. It's my buddy from Florida. They're checking it out. Embarrass you a little bit. If I'm going to embarrass him, I got to embarrass Darren. It's Darren's birthday today. Uh, so let's give it up for Darren. Darren. He's like, he's turning around. Turning around. How many times has Stacy told you I told you so? That, that many. You just have to look. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, and I'll explain while I'm getting there with the look because now I get the look. I got the look this past week. In fact, uh, in fact, when she when she sent me when she sent me um, that text of I told you so, I'm like, man, I gotta. I'm preaching this to myself. Like, I don't I don't want to be used as a sermon illustration anymore, right? Like, I'm use my daughter as a sermon. I don't want to be used as a sermon illustration. And you guys ever listen to a sermon or an illustration that resonates so deeply with you? I know many of you last week, man, I got several text messages last week. I got pulled to the side in the lobby. I got some phone calls where I said, Pastor, man, I've been, I've been picking the wrong fight. I've been picking the wrong fight, and I don't, I don't want to pick the wrong fight. And, and you committed, like, I, I'm going to use that illustration, and I'm not going to pick it. I don't want God to tell me I told you so. I'm not, I'm not going to pick the wrong fight. Well, this week we had another charge on our bank account. I can't make this stuff up, man. Another charge on our bank account and another conversation. And, and this is kind of how, this is how that conversation went. Uh, we had a bank charge from Fabletics. And if you guys know what Fabletics is, it's like a, an athletic company. And, and I've bought some shorts like a long time ago. And, and Jenna has purchased clothes from them as well. And, and she saw the, the, the charge and she goes, man, I haven't, I haven't bought anything from them in months. And here's the problem with Fabletics. Like, it's a scam, man. Like, you buy clothes from them, and somehow you sign up for some type of monthly subscription. Anybody know that? If you didn't, go check your bank account, because you're probably paying for a monthly subscription too, right? <laughs> but Jenna goes, I haven't, I haven't paid for anything in, in a couple months, and, and every time I buy something, she, she gets around the system. She'll, like, pay for her stuff and then go back in immediately and, like, cancel the subscription. She's like, man, I thought I, thought I canceled the subscription. And I'm thinking, moment of redemption, baby. Like, this is, here we go. Call customer service. Put them on speakerphone. Little customer service guy gets on the phone. Well, ma'am, do you have a number associated to the account? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She gives, she gives her number first. I could hear him clicking. I'm like, here we go. I got redemption, baby. Uh, ma'am, we don't have an account under that phone number. Darren, I got the look. I got the look. We're sitting in the kitchen, phone's, phone, or we're in the kitchen, the phone is on speaker, and I got like just the, the look, bam, like she just turned. I'm like, I'm, it's an exorcism in this place right now, right? Like, it was tough. The guy goes, hey, you got to, you have another number for the account. And like she's, as she's giving me the look there, she didn't turn away, 828-838-57, did you get all that? Zero, five. Like she said it with some emphasis. Right? Robert, she said it with some emphasis. There you go. But man, she said, you could hear him clicking. I'm thinking, my heart's beating. I'm thinking, oh, good Lord, here we go. Like, my fault again. Oh, yeah, it looks like we got an account under Mr. Zachary Witt. I'm like rushing over to the phone, grabbing it off a speakerphone. Hey, man, can we just get a refund? Like, it's been three months. I didn't mean to. Can, can we get, just get a refund? But, but I picked the wrong fight. And I just preached it to myself. I'm not going to pick the wrong fight. I mean, y'all ever, ever do that with life? I'm listening to the sermon, Pastor. I'm, I'm not going to do it next week. Next week comes and you do it. 
Next week comes, and the thing we just talked about, you do. Can I encourage somebody today? That's all right. You don't have to be perfect. Can I encourage somebody today? It's okay that if you're still trying to figure it out. Can I encourage someone today that we're all human, and we're all on this journey called life, and man, let's link arms together, and and let's let's figure this thing out together. Let's have some grace with each other. Let's have some kindness with each other. Let's have some forgiveness with each other. And here's the problem. We can do it with others, but we can't do it with ourselves. We can't have that grace and that forgiveness with, our, with ourselves. Can I encourage somebody today? Just have some grace and some forgiveness with yourself. And one thing that I really wanted to say is, say is this. Here's the real thing. You just have to keep showing up and you can't give up. You got to keep showing up and you can't give up. I, I, don't know, I don't know what you're going through in life. I don't know what the enemy is trying to do to you, right? I don't know what's being thrown at you, but, but keep showing up. And don't give up. And that's exactly what the Israelites had to do. Because God knows they didn't always get it right either. Y'all ever read the stories about the Israelites and y'all like, y'all are some idiots, man. Like, y'all can't just figure it out. And God's looking at Zach Quick going, dude, you're an idiot. Like, can't you just, fi- can't you just figure it out? But that's where, we, that's where we pick up the story. Week two, round two. No man left behind. So let's pick up our... Our story, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Numbers chapter 21, starting in verse 1. Numbers chapter 21, starting in verse 1. If you don't have your Bibles, take a look at the screens. Let me read it to you. When the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming along the road to Ethereum, he attacked the Israelites and captured some of them. Then Israel made this vow to the Lord, If you will deliver these people into our hands, we will totally destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave the Canaanites over to them. They completely destroyed them in their towns, so the place was named Hormah. So, so did you guys just catch what happened? This king of Arad knew that the Israelites were coming down this path, and he decided he was just going to ambush them. So, so, so he ambushes the Israelites, and then he takes some of them captive. They, they just got out of slavery, and now some of them are slaves again. But it wasn't, it wasn't their fault this time. They didn't pick, they didn't pick the wrong fight. It, it wasn't last week, right? They didn't pick the wrong fight. They were just following the direction that God had called them to follow. But this is what I know. The enemy will always try to ambush you. Regardless of the season you are, that you find yourself in life, the enemy will always try to ambush you. You're away from Jesus, the enemy will ambush you. You're close to Jesus, the enemy will try to ambush you. That's that's just what the enemy does. The enemy always tries to ambush you. Verse 1, when the Canaanite king of Arad, who lived in the Negev, heard that Israel was coming along the road, he attacked. He ambushed them. Did anybody, I'm not going to discriminate. Some of you ladies could have done it too. But any of my fellas, like, y'all ever play war games growing up? Anybody ever play war games? You did. Praise the Lord for being you, right? Like, (laughs) I played war games growing up. And and here's my progression of war games, right? Like when I started off, I was a little kid and I had like the little guns that made noises or like little bow and arrows, right? That kind of thing. And, and that upgraded to like Nerf guns, all right? Middle school was like Nerf guns. Well, that upgraded to paintball guns. Well, paintball guns upgraded to we were on four wheelers and 70 acres and we had forts and we were trying to take over each other's fort or capture the flag or, or whatever it was. And, and man, I, lo- I loved war games. Like I loved like riding around the four wheeler, like shooting people with paintball guns. Like it was just fun for me. And then, and then I joined the Marine Corps. And, and at boot camp, boot camp is like one big war game. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to be good at this stuff. <laughs> boot camp sucks, by the way. Like, there's no fun in boot camp. 
but but you're you're kind of going through boot camp. It's 13 weeks, and and really what you're doing is you're looking forward to the crucible, and, and the crucible is like the last event that you do to earn the title of United States Marine. So when you're at the crucible, you get little to no sleep, little to no food, and and you're really you're playing war games. So what you do is you reenact these missions that were completed in the past basically for practice. But what happens is there's other platoons doing other missions, and, and they'll try to ambush you. So we were trying to complete this mission. We had eight individuals. We had a mission that we had to complete. There was a downed helicopter about two miles away, about two miles away. We had to navigate to the helicopter, and there was a pilot that we had to rescue to bring out. Well, as we're rescuing the pilot on our way out, we were ambushed by another platoon. Some of us got away with the pilot. Some of us were captured. When, when I earned the title of United States Marine, uh, my grandfather, my papa, I'm going to call him my papa because that's what I call him, right? My papa never talked about the military until I graduated from, from boot camp. Now, when I became a Marine, my papa would, would tell me about Vietnam, and, and we would talk about what happened, and we would talk about his missions, and, and he would share some stories with me. And, and I remember sitting, sitting down with him one day, drinking a cup of sweet tea, and I was probably having sweet tea too. I was probably about 30 pounds heavier. But man, we were, we were, talking, we were talking about Vietnam. I said, Papa, tell me about your last day. Tell me about your last day in Vietnam. He said, man, he said it was a rough one. He, he and his platoon, they were out on a patrol he said, I, I don't know what happened, but all, all I remember is I heard rounds just whistling by my ears. They got ambushed. I remember it's hitting the deck. I remember it's hitting the ground. And, and my grandpa carried, my papa carried a machine gun. And he began, began laying down kind of suppressive fire. Pop, 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 pop. And he thought, his, he thought his weapon was jammed. And he kept checking, but it was just out of rounds. And he turned around to look at his A-gunner to get him to reload the rounds. And his A-gunner had been shot. There was a medic. That was kind of tending to him, so he crawled over, he got the rounds, he reloaded his machine, he cocked it in, pop, 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 and as soon as he turned his head, he was shot twice in the mouth. The only reason he survived, one, by the grace of God, and two, the medic was right next to him. He said, all I remember was the medic turning me over and starting to put a tourniquet on. I knew I was bleeding from my mouth, but I, I didn't know really what happened. He didn't wake up until he was back in Washington, D.C. He received a Purple Heart. And when he stood at attention, one of his shoulders kind of shifted. He, lost, he, he still had his jaw, but he lost all his teeth, went out of his neck, hit a tree, and then came back into his back. He was ambushed. You guys ever feel ambushed in life? Be because it happens. And some of them aren't as severe as, as others, but we all get ambushed. Eric, I think he's over in kids right now, but Eric just got engaged. And he's really realizing how much a wedding really costs. <laughs> Joker got ambushed. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up to pay that. Maybe you got offered a new job before COVID, but then COVID happened. Job didn't happen. You got ambushed. Maybe you had a business deal that fell through. You got ambushed. Maybe you started dating somebody just to find out they were toxic. You got ambushed. Maybe you bought a new house. And when you got in that house, you realize, oh boy, a lot of pipes that need to be fixed. There's a roof. It needs to be fixed. You got, you got ambushed. You got ambushed. Maybe you applied for a college that you didn't get into. You got, you got ambushed. Maybe you got a flat tire. You got ambushed. Maybe you're expecting to have a child and you had a miscarriage and you got, you got ambushed. 
maybe, maybe you went to the doctor to find out that that mass was, was cancer. You, you, got, you got ambushed. I remember my dad being in the hospital. He passed away about three years ago. And, uh, man, when I, was, when I was in the hospital, we were sitting there. We were having conversation, just, just, normal, just normal conversation. N- nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary. We were laughing. We are joking around. Doctor comes in. Doctor says, uh, Mr. Whip, your name's been um, pulled off of the heart transplant list. We couldn't find, couldn't find a donor for you. Dad was 50 years old. Couldn't find a donor for him. So, Mr. Whip, we're going to have to take the, the pick line in your arm out. We'll make that procedure. We'll do that procedure today. It'll be an outpatient thing. We'll go ahead and go home today. So that pick line, what was happening was it was shooting this fluid to his heart that was keeping his heart pumping. Now, now here's the reality. The fluid or, or the, the, the injection, it's not good for your heart. It actually destroys your heart, but it's able to keep a person alive until they receive a heart transplant. Doctor looks at me and goes, hey, Zach, can... I talk to you in the uh, hallway. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Walk into the hallway. So Zach, I, w- I want you to know we're taking that line out today. I said, yes, ma'am, I understand. She said, your, your dad's going to pass away in two to three days. Excuse me? Two to three days? I mean, we're... No, 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 that, that can't be right. Two, two to three days? No, because he... We're, just, we're joking around. No, no, he, he, drove, him, he drove himself here today. I, I, I met him here. He, he's okay. He's tough. He's hard-headed, but he, he's tough. I, I know he's stubborn. I know he's stubborn sometimes, but, but no, he, he's tough. He'll, he'll pull through. I've never, never seen my dad fail anything. He's tough. No, Zach, he's, he's got about two to three days to live. Doc, you're wrong. Doc, 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 I, you got to do something. Doc, I don't, I don't care. I started getting loud in the hallway. Doc, I, I don't care. Listen, he, he's going to be okay. You, you've got to do something. Mr. Mr. Witt, I'm, I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing we can do. We've already called hospice. They're delivering a bed to his house right now, and he's got about two to three days. Go ahead and get your affairs in order. Church, I felt ambushed. Church, I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was in a hallway in a hospital, and I felt ambushed. I felt like somebody had just jumped on my back and started beating me with a stick. I, I didn't know what life was throwing at me. I felt ambushed. But, but church, when we, when we get ambushed, this is what I know. Our response always matters. Our response always matters. What did the Israelites do? In verse 2, then Israel made this vow to the Lord. If you will deliver these people into our hands, we will totally destroy their cities. The Lord listened to Israel's plea. The Israelites did two critical things when they felt ambushed. And the first one was this. They reached out to the Lord. They reached out to the Lord. It's very simple. Scripture says they reached out to the Lord. I don't care how many times you've been ambushed in your life. Reach out to the Lord. I don't care what doctor's report you get. Reach out to the Lord. I don't care what's going on in your family situation. Reach out to the Lord. I don't care what season you find yourself in. Reach out to the Lord. Always, always, always seek refuge in the Lord. I don't know who needs to hear this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but but this is what I need you to catch. This is what I need you to catch, Pat. Refuge isn't weakness. Refuge is where we reload. 
Refuge is not weakness. We, we've messed it up in our own life. We feel weak when we run to God. We should feel the strongest when we run to God. Listen, I don't seek refuge because something's wrong in my life. I seek refuge because I need to reload. I seek refuge because that's where I found my strength. After the Israelites reloaded, this is what happened. They took responsibility and they prepared to fight. It's not just about going and seeking refuge in the Lord so that we can say, hey, God, figure it out. No, Israel said, God, I'm crying out to you, but we're prepared to fight. God, I'm crying out to you. I'm coming to you. I'm coming to where I know I have security, but I'm prepared to fight. I'm, pre I'm pre prepared to take the war to them. I told you guys about three weeks ago. I told you guys three weeks ago to put an asterisk beside Psalm chapter 144, verse 1, which says this. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. You were trained for war. You were trained for battle. You're not soft. Don't be a soft Christian. Don't be a soft follower of Jesus. You're called to be strong. You're called to be courageous. You're called to fight the good fight. But here's the craziest thing to me. Where did the battle take place? Where did it take place? It took place at Hormah. Remember what I said last week. When the Israelites picked the wrong fight, they were beaten all the way to Hormah, all the way to their destruction. Numbers chapter 14, verse 45 from last week. Then the Amalekites and the Canaanites who lived in the hill country came down and attacked them, being the Israelites, and beat them all the way to Hormah. So what did God do? God brought the Israelites victory in the same place where the enemy originally defeated them. God brought the Israelites victory in the same place that they were originally defeated. Some of you guys have experienced defeat. I've experienced defeat in my life, but here's the reality. I've also experienced victory in the same place. Numbers 21 verse 3. The Lord listened to Israel's plea and gave the Canaanites over to them. They completely destroyed them in their towns. So the place was called Hormah. Listen, I'm here to tell somebody today that the reason that we don't leave anybody behind is because God didn't leave us behind. The reason that we say we're a family is because God never left us behind. Somebody might see victory today. Stacy, you might see victory today. Darren, you might see victory today. Pat, you might, you might see victory today. Some of you guys might see victory today if you change your posture because your posture matters. God 